Thank you for downloading the Aging Matters podcast. To find out more about how Transitions Life Care is providing care and comfort for life's changing needs, visit transitionslifecare.org. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. 60 minutes devoted to giving you all the information you need when caring for a loved one. With Nicole Clagan, here's the host of Aging Matters, Jason Kong. Welcome to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. Thank you so much for joining us on this Saturday evening. Jason Kong here with the lovely Nicole Cleggett representing Transitions Life Care and Transitions Guiding Lights and whatever we can assign to her for the time <laughs> being. Nicole, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I have some very exciting news. Uh-oh. Anything new from the garden? Yes. What's up? Yes. I've harvested a spaghetti squash. A spaghetti squash. <laughs> I'm so excited. You're going to have to set up your own stand at the farmer's market. I think so. I'm still being overrun by zucchini, and I'm still being overrun by tomatoes and cucumbers, but the spaghetti squash is a new addition to our our daily plate. So I think, you know, perhaps the weekend gardener may want to bring me in as a special guest, because this is a non-GMO, organic, heirloom seed garden. No fertilizers, nothing. I think we need to get you on with Mike Raley and Ann Clapp, and you can can school them up a little bit. Just a little black cow. Oh, <laughs> we like to hear that here at WPTF. We love Black Cow. Well, Nicole, let's uh, let's get serious now. We've got a guest here in the studio, and we are going to be speaking on the subject of aging life care management. And this may be a term. Uh, it's a new old term, I guess. Yeah. Um, but to do that, we've brought in a special guest with A&A Aging Life Care Specialist. That is CEO Heather McLaughlin. Thank you so much for coming in this evening. Thank you for having me. So really happy to have you here today. And some of you may be more familiar with the term geriatric care manager, but I believe the association sort of had a rebranding not too long ago, and they decided a nicer way to say it would be an aging life care specialist, correct? That's correct. So that's a really big title for a really big job. And so I don't think a lot of people realize exactly what aging life care specialists do. So I'm happy to have that conversation uh, with you you and if you could highlight for us some of the some of the things that you can do to really help lighten the load for that family caregiver. Absolutely. Um, Geriatric care managers should be the first person on the um, site if you will when a senior starts having health issues. Um, What we do is we assess the patient's long and short-term needs, and we work with professional caregivers to plan a program that addresses those needs. That's the technical term, if you will. Um, There's a lot more involved in what we do. We offer crisis intervention. Uh, We work with them with financial matters, uh, housing, um, family mediation, Um, advocacy is the big one, any legal uh, things that are going on with them, and gathering all the local resources together um, to bring into the home for the seniors. Now, we like to keep the senior in their home. However, we do understand there are times when we have to um, look at assisted living or family care homes. Uh, but 
in a nutshell, that's what we do. So I think, uh, you know, just to sort of put a little bit more meat or color onto the um, the situation, you know, I, I often talk with family caregivers on a very regular basis at Transitions Guiding Lights, and one of the things that really strikes them is the feeling that they were literally dropped onto Mars. There is usually, unfortunately, and we talk about this a lot in the show, we are very crisis driven. And so there may have been, that train might've been coming down that track for a really long time, but suddenly when that train is just about to to hit the car, so Mm -hmm. to speak, the family suddenly see, and then they're thrust into, oh my gosh, the sky is falling. We have so many things that we have to do to arrange for care for our loved one. And then they're thrown into a world that they just don't understand. It would be like me trying to be an engineer. Right. You know, I, w- I wouldn't understand the acronyms. I wouldn't understand, you know, the computer systems. I wouldn't understand, you know, the way people are speaking. And so that's often how family caregivers feel. They feel completely overwhelmed and um, just frightened by all the different aspects of care. And I think what people pull on the most is sort of their memories or their ideas of what long-term care might look like. And most people don't even realize there are so many different options out there. They just think, mom either stays home, mom lives with me, or mom goes to a nursing home. Mm -hmm. And so there are so many different community-based options that I know that aging life care specialists, also known as geriatric care managers, are really have their fingertips on the pulse of it that can really provide support to that family. So I really would encourage folks out there, you know, if you're really feeling very overwhelmed and you're in a situation where you don't know what to do and you really feel like you don't have time, reaching out to an organization like A&A, Aging Life Care Specialists, would be a great step, even just for a consultation. That's correct. And we do offer free consultation uh, on the phone. It's about a 15-minute just to make sure that we're the right fit Mm -hmm. for the client and um, to kind of guide them. So do you work a lot with, I would suspect, um, long-distance caregivers? I know here in this area we have a lot of transplants, family members who move to the RTP area for tech-related jobs, and they may have a loved one that still lives out of state. You know, is this a situation where organizations such as yours would get involved? Absolutely. Um, We have a lot of, that's actually the ideal situation. I believe, looking back, that's kind of how Aging Life Care came into existence. Um, We have a lot of clients that live in New York, New Jersey, um, and their loved one is here in North Carolina. And they just need to make sure that their family member is being taken care of, um, is getting to their doctor's appointments. We provide reports on all of the doctor's appointments, um, and we keep them in the loop on everything, every step of the way. We check in on the seniors. Um, We just make sure that they know that they're being taken care of. I think another great role for an aging life care specialist has to do with um, family dynamics. And Mm -hmm. sometimes, I mean, literally driving to the radio station today, I was on the phone with my father. My mother passed away uh, about a year and a half ago now, and I'm I'm going to be going to visit him 
uh, sometime in the next several weeks. And, you know, I, I'm dad, you know, have you adjusted your will and your advance directives? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's very easy for me as a professional to have these conversations with older adults and their right. siblings, but to have it with my father, you sometimes, just depending on the personalities of, of the parent, that may or may not jive. And so it usually goes something like this, like it did this morning. Well, Nicole, thank you. That's a very morbid discussion today. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I said, well, Dad, you know, I'm really not trying to be difficult, but, you know, let's use this as an example. You know, do you want me to be able to make health care decisions for you if something were to happen to you? Or do you want the hospital just to pick the family member that's in the room because I'm 500 miles away? That may or may not be the person you want to make the right. decisions for you. And so then he begrudgingly agreed, yes, we'll, we'll have this conversation when you come into town. So I understand that family dynamics can be difficult. So bringing, you know, conversations into the home where, you know, you are starting to talk about maybe bringing in-home care or having a discussion about potential placement using a person like you could help really alleviate and mediate that conversation that's that's right um you know we have a lot of situations where mom or dad live at home live by themselves and you know the house is basically falling apart around them um and they do not want to discuss going into assisted living mm-hmm. or skilled nursing or a family care home. Um, but you bring a third party in and we can, we have the resources and the education that we can guide them through this process. Um, and a lot of times they just need somebody not part of the family to be in that role and to help them to understand that this is the best decision it for takes them. the emotional charge out of correct. it correct and the role, role reversal and you know there is no such thing as a truly functional family and so every single family has skeletons in the closet and emotional baggage and, and so on and so forth so really bringing in the right fit for that outside person i know that sometimes when i refer an aging life care specialist to a family i consider the personality of that aging life care specialist right. because it may or may not be the right match. Some families want a really tech-savvy person. Some families want a really huggy, emotional person. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying one of those people couldn't be both, but right. you know, when you get to know the resources, you know who's going to be the right match for that family dynamic for sure. We certainly do. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We've got Heather McLaughlin here in the studio. She is the CEO of ANA Aging Life Care Specialists, and we'll continue our conversation right after this. Stick around. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. Joined by Nicole Cleggett from Transitions Guiding Lights, here's your host, Jason Kong. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. You can find more about Transitions Life Care at transitionslifecare.org. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggett, and our guest in the studio is Heather McLaughlin. She is the CEO of ANA Aging Life Care Specialists, and we're, uh, we've sort of 
discuss, Nicole, what an aging life care specialist is and how this is important. And, you know, we've we've discussed, I guess, a lot of the technical terms, but now we're going to get down to some examples. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes when we start hearing about some of these things, it just feels so incredibly out of context. But if we could put some color around it as far as a, a particular client's story or a way that you've seen this help a family, I think that would be helpful. Absolutely. Um, first, I want to say it doesn't necessarily have to be a senior. Mm-hmm. Um, we recently had a case that um, involved a younger gentleman in his 60s who um, the family was thrust into a brain tumor and they had no idea he had been perfectly healthy. They had no idea where to start. Um, So, you know, sitting down with the family, having those discussions, and basically we were doing everything for the family. Um, But the most important part of it was the emotional and the counseling that we did with the family. Um, The being there 24 hours a day during during the end for him and um, helping his family to cope, helping to arrange the funeral. I know this is morbid and we don't like to discuss this stuff, but unfortunately it happens. And um, that was a big, big deal for us because we saw all facets of what illness can do to a family. And that's a really good thing to keep in mind as well, because just like every other company, you know, comparing assisted livings or in home care providers, everybody has their niche and their specialties. And so when you're looking at the chronic conditions that your loved ones may be facing or potentially life limiting conditions, when you're when you're interviewing your aging life care specialist, really try to see what level of involvement they would like to do. Some will manage bills, some won't. Some will go to the hospital in the middle of the night to be there in an ER visit, some won't. Some will get really involved in the medical pieces and some would rather not. And so, you know, that's a really important piece when you're thinking about what is it that you need as a family mm-hmm. unit and what is it that your loved one needs. That's correct. So let's talk a little bit about why you got into this business, Heather. Um, sure. I Ten years ago, my father was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And my parents lived on a mountain in West Virginia. Um, not a whole lot of resources around. I My family was living in the Bahamas at the time. But I packed up and moved to be with my mom for three months um, to take care of everything for her while my father was battling Alzheimer's. It was during that time that I realized that no family should have to go through this process alone. Um, And that's when I decided to get my master's in psychology and to devote my life to working with seniors. Um, So that's the short end of how I started A&A Aging Life Care Specialist. So let's talk a little bit about the specifics of your company. Um, The specifics of my company are we, as I said, like to be the first on site. 
Um, we come in, we do the assessment piece, takes about three hours. We do the care plan. We get all the resources into place, no matter what those resources are. Sometimes it's just um, the family members lonely, you know, mm-hmm. getting them hooked up with a senior center. Um, sometimes it's a spiritual connection. We had one instance where the gentleman had Alzheimer's and he, the family didn't know what he kept talking about um, with his faith. And we sat with him and we realized he wanted to be more in touch with his faith. He knew he was coming to the end of his life and he wanted to get back to practicing his faith. Um, so it's, you know, having those discussions. Um, but we really do, my company really does work with the family t- with whatever needs they may need. And we figure it out and we get those resources into place. And we keep in touch with the family. Even after the case is closed, we still are working with the family. That's great. That really is. And Heather, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you if they're interested in getting an aging life care specialist? Absolutely. Well, my cell phone number is 919-522-8996. And my website is www.aginglifecarespecialist.com. Easy enough. Aging Life Care Specialist. Dot com. Heather McLaughlin, CEO of ANA Aging Life Care Specialist. Thank you so much for coming on the show this evening. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We appreciate it. And Nicole, uh, you know, we've, we've just got past one caregiver summit, but that means that there's three more chances for folks to get some great information and resources from our friends at Transitions Life Care. Yes, sir. I have come up for some air, and now I am ready to talk about the upcoming caregiver summit in Chapel Hill. There's an unwritten rule that we give you at least two weeks to, you, you have to decompress. To, you, you have to. There's, yeah. there's, there's a little bit of post-traumatic stress following a summit <laughs> from the underbelly of running. They're always, they always go off very, very well, but some of that... Just the logistics of it all can be quite exhausting for us. So um, we do have our very next Caregiver Summit coming up, and that is going to be on August 20th at the Friday Center in Chapel Hill. Uh, Folks can register online at caregiverssummit.org. The cost to attend is $15 per person for a family caregiver, and that includes a full day of education, uh, access to dozens of resources, organizations that are exhibiting there, a free lunch, or not a free lunch, but a lunch is included. Uh, we also have um, uh, entertainment and a keynote speaker, and it's really just a great day to get connected with other family caregivers. But I did want to take a, a moment to just to highlight uh, a session or two that is going to be there this year. There's actually an internationally renowned speaker, Dr. James Johnson, and he's going to be talking to us during an opening session this year on a topic called Bracing for the Silver Tsunami. Golden Dividends and Strategic Business Opportunities, which is kind of an interesting way to start off a summit, but it's really, the idea behind it is really putting a light on 
the aging population in our area and the fact that we need more resources and the types of resources that family caregivers are requesting and the types of resources that the older adult population is going to need because the reality is we don't really have enough hands to do it. And we are really um, impacted by a huge workforce uh, workforce shortage for RNs and for also uh, certified nursing assistants in this area. Yeah, it's something that we really need to start paying attention to. And I'm so glad that we're having a discussion about this at the next Caregiver Summit. Again, that's August 20th is the next one, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In, at the Friday Center in Chapel Hill. You can find more information at caregiversummit.org. And Nicole, I really like the way that they've been structured this year where we have some different speakers and different sessions to make each summit a little bit unique. Yeah, every summit has a completely different agenda. So folks who attended the one at RTP in June, they have the opportunity to have a whole bunch of different speakers and and experiences. We also have, we always have some sort of topics on dementia just because 50% of the people over the age of 85 have a dementia diagnosis. So that will be continuing. We have a topic on guided meditation so folks can learn how to do some meditation to take care of themselves. We have these new MediCards that are out there, and so we have a talk about how to make sure that you're not getting scammed. And then I'm really excited, actually, about one particular topic, is which is how to pay for long-term care. So we actually have a panel of experts coming in that re- represent legal and financial to help families understand the different ways you can creatively use finances to pay for all these services, just like we have uh, our previous guest, Heather, and then our guest that's going to be joining us in a few minutes, Sanjay from Always Best Care. Yeah, that's great because I don't think most people understand just how ex- expensive long-term <laughs> care is, yeah. and uh, you're you're kind of floating your own uh, ticket there for to, most uh, of it. You are to make that happen. Well, that's wonderful. Again, caregiversummit.org is the website you can register in advance there, and I would highly recommend that you do that. Again, these are just wonderful opportunities for folks to get a tremendous amount of information and access to resources that uh, you really can only get four times a year. So uh, get on board now, caregiverssummit.org. A quick break and back with more. Stick around. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. Joined by Nicole Claggett from Transitions Guiding Lights, here's your host, Jason Kong. News Radio 680 WPTF, this is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. I am Jason Kong, she is Nicole Cleggett, and thank you so much for joining us this evening. Nicole, just before the break, you threw out uh, a stat that I guess was a little bit new to me, but you said over uh, 50% of people over 85 suffer from a dementia diagnosis. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a pretty big number, isn't it? That's a huge number, Nicole, and we're going to dive into that a little bit more. And to do that, we've brought in Sanjay Das. He is the president of Always Best Care Senior Services. Sanjay, thank you so much for coming in the studio this evening. It's great to be here. Thank you. So you uh, want to talk to us a little bit today about dementia care, which is a, a topic that is definitely near and dear to my heart. I have specialized in working with Alzheimer's and dementia-related patients my entire career, so super excited to have this conversation with you today. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. It's such a huge, broad topic, and there is no end to it. You no, <laughs> someday can, I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and、uh, you can go down any different paths of of care. the The concept, or, you know, what I'd like to share or discuss with with you today is really about how do you look at care, not as care.、Mm-hmm. Right? I'm an individual. I'm forty nine years old. When I want, when I'm going to be seventy five or whatever it is, I'm still the same person.、Mm-hmm. Although I might not remember all of the things that I've gone through, my experiences and stuff like that, but I still want to be treated as a person who has walked through seventy-five years of life, you know, experiences、right. and stuff like that. So, how do you care for somebody like that? You know? Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's a huge issue, and it's one of the things that I often get a soapbox on、uh, is having to do with. Thinking about who that person is versus thinking about the culmination of all the disease they're carrying with them, and when we're working in the healthcare profession, the very first thing that we see when we make a determination if they're going to be appropriate for our care, moving into our facility, whatever the case may be, we look at the list of diagnosis. Okay, well, she has hypothyroidism, she has diabetes, she has you know edema in her legs, she has congestive heart failure, and she has dementia. Okay, and, and she requires two people to assist her. Can she move into my facility? Silly, but we don't think about. She was a scuba diver. She was a pastor at her church. She has five children. Like the, none of those things kind of go into the mix because the way our healthcare system is just developed,、mm-hmm. it's think about the diseases before you think about the human being. So I'm glad you're going to touch on that. Yeah, and and you're absolutely right. It's not that people don't care. No, it's just that we're so clinically focused, we forget that this person at one point was thirty thirty years old.、Mm-hmm. You know, who knows, running a marathon or or scuba diving hundred、right. feet below the water. I mean, you know, incredible experiences somebody goes through. And so, a few, I think,、uh, probably a couple of months back, I put myself in the shoes of somebody living in an independent community.、Mm-hmm. Even though we say independent, it's not. You know, they have、right. much higher needs. And I didn't know what to do with my own emotions、mm-hmm. because I wanted to be treated like、um, a, a, a human being,、right. you know,、so、not even a human being, as Sanjay, who I am <laughs>、right. or who I'm known to be, right?、Yeah. And then, but I also have to give some of. Of myself,、mm-hmm. so for somebody to know who I am, I have to share some of it. I have to have the opportunity to share some of it. So when we are thrust into as a senior, when we are thrust into, okay, we have fifteen activities today. You know, which one would you like? Well, I might not really care about any of them. Right. Right.、Mm-hmm. It's based on what my interests are, what what I'd like to do that day,、mm-hmm. and it's very. It's very、um, moment-driven, right, right? Especially with a dementia diagnosis. Exactly. I mean, you don't know what happened yesterday. Who cares what happened yesterday?、Right. Well, you sort of do, but you know, how do I、really. feel today, though? What do I feel like doing? Just、exactly. like any of us right now, I、exactly. might have had a plan to go to a Starbucks after this, but now、exactly. I might be saying to myself, you know, I'm tired. I'm just going to go home and go to bed. Exactly. And so. Just and, like and we are as regular human beings without a dementia diagnosis, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so treating that person that way, and it is not easy. It is very hard because for me to put myself in your shoes is not going to be. It's it's pretty close to impossible, but you know we can try, right? right? I mean, you're setting up this caregiver conferences.、Um, I've been in this business for five years. I'm five years old because before that I'm a software guy. I have no clue what you did. I don't even understand healthcare. You right,、know? right. But when when I put myself in your shoes and go like, how do you, somebody? How does somebody set up four or five conferences a year? Right. Because getting the people there is as important as getting the vendors there and all,、right. you know organizing and all that.、Right. So, how do we create an environment for that individual walking? I call it the dementia journey.、Mm-hmm. It's a journey, and it's unfortunately a downhill journey. Right. Sure right, and but how do we create moments of magic 
in that dementia journey because it's not only about, oh my God, what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. Well, and you know, I do a dementia training at Transitions Guiding Lights called Do You Know Who I Am? And so very much in the similar philosophy here. And the very first opening activity is an icebreaker, but it's also to put everybody in a certain frame of mind. And we have everybody in the room, usually 10 to 15 people, write down a list of hobbies. What are some things that you enjoy? They have no idea why they're doing this. So they all do that. And then I say to them, okay, look at me without knowing anything about me and the co-facilitator and write down what we enjoy. And then they do that. And so we go around the room and we all share the different things that we they, that they enjoy doing. And we kind of show how there's similarities, similar to building an activities calendar at a facility. And then they start guessing about me. And typically, for those of you who can't, obviously can't see me on the radio, but I'm a very, very thin woman. Um, and so automatically I'm a runner. I hate running. And I'm sorry, Sanjay. <laughs> I know you love running. I can tell you I don't think I've I, – I, don't think I've even run in like 15 years. I hate it. So no, I am not a runner. And then they automatically assume because of my build that I'm a dancer. Nope, I can't even touch my toes. I'm not very flexible at all. So it's just kind of funny. But again, you know, if you were to stick me in a group of other residents where it was running or, you know, dancing or whatever it may be, just based on how I look or how I may present myself, I may not enjoy it at all. And that is what we do. It's not because we're being mean or unthoughtful. It's just kind of how we're wired. Yeah, and, and exactly right. And and so it's as much about, and since we talked about the person, you know, who's walking that journey, and mm-hmm. we don't really cannot ever be in their shoes because every person is different because who you are is different than who I am. Mm-hmm. And we can't say, okay, this has worked for Nicole, so it's going to work for Sanjay. No yeah, way. Right, you know? right. I mean, you go, go and try that. I mean, yeah. That's not going to work. <laughs> not going to work. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be combative if you right. try to make me run. That's exactly <laughs> right, right? I mean, it's not like I'm being combative just because I feel like being combative. <laughs> I just don't really care about how you're talking to me or right. how you're working with me, maybe even. Or something, I might not even have control of my emotion. Right. You know, sometimes, I mean, it's happened to me. I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm only 49 years old. If I go through those moments, <laughs> you know, I can't imagine what I'll be like when I'm 80, if I'm right. 80, you know, who right. knows, right? I think the younger generations call it getting triggered. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We get triggered by things, you yeah. know, and we don't want to do them, so yeah. yeah. And then when you think about, well, I don't live in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. I don't live on an island. I live with family members or friends or whoever have you. So it's as important to help and support them in helping and supporting me. Because you can have, I can have a conversation with my grandmom and tell him, tell her how what I feel. She may or may not really care about it. You guys mm-hmm. just had this conversation uh, just a little while back too. Um, how do you cater that conversation to the right person? And using context, you know, I can have a conversation with my grandmom, or you could have had a conversation with your father differently then you would have a conversation with your mother, you know? Each well, we, we, we also often talk on the show about the importance of putting together advanced directives and, and things of that nature, which are super important. I will always tell everyone you need to do this now, don't wait. But part of that really needs to be talking to that person while they're still able to tell you what their interests are, right? So you may have only really known that person as an adult for X number of years. As a child, you may not have paid attention to what mom and dad really enjoyed doing, but really interviewing your parents Mm -hmm. and your loved ones about interests and and you know what we talk about gardening at the top of the show you know i've really gotten into gardening this year and i'm all excited about my spaghetti squash i just harvested 
you know, when I'm 85 years old, I may not be able to be on my hands and knees harvesting a spaghetti squash, but I certainly could probably do it in a raised bed. Mm -hmm. So while there are activities that are super important to me today, I may not be able to do them the same way when I'm 85 years old, but things can be adapted to provide a sense of success and purpose. Because at the end of the day, we all want to feel like we're contributing. We all want to have a sense of purpose. And without activity that provides that, we really do feel lost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So we can talk a little bit about what are, you met, you use some key keywords here. One is uh, human needs. You know, what are human needs? What makes us feel fulfilled? There's six human needs. There's basic ones like certainty. I want to wake up going like, okay, I'm waking up today, you know. But if everything was perfect, and people hate change, but in the funny part, we hate change, but we also like some variety. Because if every day was the same, if you were eating spaghetti sh- sauce, I mean, sorry, squash every day yeah. for 365 days, I mean, I don't know how you would feel no, about that. probably you know? not so much. <laughs> right, so we <laughs> want some variety. So you need yeah. some variety. You need some love and connection. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I mean, that's what we thrive in. Um, we need to feel important, right? I, I, I feel I'm done something in my life, so I want to feel important. And then the final two important things are contribution. Mm-hmm. You know, how do I contribute? Where do I contribute? What do I contribute about? And then personal growth, right? I want to grow. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, no matter what my age is. Exactly. And it's not an inches tall growth, but it's about growing as a person. We're having a fascinating conversation with Sanjay Das. He is the president of Always Best Care Senior Services. And we're going to continue this conversation right after this. Stick around. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. With your co-host, Nicole Claykitt, here's the host of Aging Matters, Jason Kong. Welcome back to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggett. Our guest in the studio right now is Sanjay Das. He is the president of Always Best Care Senior Services, and we were having a discussion on dementia care. And Nicole, we've sort of learned how um, it's it's important to uh, really try and identify with uh, w- with patients and understanding that you know they're not just a diagnosis, they're not just a, a disease, that they're actually a person, and that you know they were someone before they had this disease, and trying to understand that and empathize with that is is key. But you know we also want to spend some time discussing the role of of the caregiver in dealing with this. Yeah, I mean supporting the families, you know, is so so important, um, and and it's. It is definitely not a sprint, it's a marathon. And as that person with dementia continues to progress through the disease, you know, that family is grieving right along with the individual and really they need a lot of emotional support to get through the day. So let's talk a little bit about how we can support a family during this process. Yeah, thanks, Nicole. So you use the word marathon, right? Like a half marathon is not, uh, sorry, a marathon is not a ha- I'm double. I'm speaking your language. I know. I <laughs> He's like very excited it. over here. I get excited. <laughs> so marathon is not like a twice a half marathon. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. It's like a whole different way of approaching it. Yeah. So when you talk about you don't know how long somebody's going to be around. No. Uh, we would think that that person's going to be around for a while, but you never know. 
I thought my grandma was old when she was 65. She's 96 <laughs> now, yeah. um, 24-7 care for over 12 years. My mom is tired. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to have this conversation when I talked to her, talked to my grandma about death. She and I can talk about anything. And we talked about death, and my mom was very upset that yeah. I had that conversation. Yeah. Well, two years down the road, she's having that conversation now. Yeah. You know? And so how do we support the family members as well as the individuals um, so that they can have a good conversation? So... We can say, well, we want to take care of somebody. Well, who cares? You know, who cares what a home care agency or somebody can do? It's about what they need. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are some key ingredients when when I think about taking care of somebody with dementia. So, for example, basic things like hydration. It's really important to be hydrated. Really important to be uh, having the right meals, mm-hmm. right? Right nutrition. It's not about food. It's about nutrition. Mm-hmm. It's an inflammatory disease. How do we cut down inflammation in our bodies? You know, things like that with a, with food, which is such an important part that we we ingest. Um, Music or engagement, it's an incredibly critical piece of taking care of somebody. Mm -hmm. And it's not about taking care of somebody. It's about engaging with that person, waking that person up. Maybe we wake that person up at a later stage of in their in their journey with music you know or going to bed with music you talked about guided meditation mm-hmm. energy is an incredibly powerful tool mm-hmm. if you know how to use it right otherwise you can throw it you know completely off <laughs> uh, using loud voice or something yeah. but actually toning it appropriately um, exercise or movement no one uh, like to your point not everybody wants to run a marathon <laughs> right or has run a marathon right. but how do we engage that person a simple balloon you know balloon play mm-hmm. right uh, it's it's very easy it's fun mm-hmm. even for me i didn't yeah. think it was a big deal i was like oh my god this is all hey, fun because yeah. yeah? <laughs> you can never predict what the balloon's going to do yeah. so um but how do we do this well and how do we uh, engage with the family so uh, there are some some resources we put together uh, when we're working with people with dementia one is about uh, a health coach health coaching is not about just eating it's about creating habits and uh, this particular lady, Jen Birchville, she has a, a course where she teaches nine or ten habits. And each week she talks about one habit. And so it's an online course. And uh, people get to learn about how do you wake up, you know, what do you do after that, you know, et cetera. Well, it's, like it's all about, I mean, muscle memory, right? right. And, if, exactly. in, and in one of the things I often try to talk to family caregivers about is, even in the beginning, when you're that superhero wearing the superhero cape and you think you can do it all, you still need to build in that time for yourself. Even when you don't need it, because there's going to come a point when you do need it. And if yeah. you haven't built it in, it's going to be really hard to add it in at that time. Absolutely. The self-care part is, is critical. And I've seen that with my mom. It's, 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 it's really hard. It wears yeah. them down. Absolutely. And, and a lot of times the caregiver passes before the person they're caring That's right. for. And, and that, in that context, men and women work differently. How a man is going to work with somebody with dementia is different than mm-hmm. how a woman is going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so to be aware of that and to support them appropriately. It consumes right? the woman. It becomes Absolutely. the entire identity. Right. And men are control freaks, you know, <laughs> generally. They yeah. want to be perfectionists and right. they are task-oriented. I mean, so mm-hmm. there are different ways. It. Exactly. It's a fix-it thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how do we get them get them to fix it, but also realize that not everything is about fixing. You right. can't fix everything, right. you know, and to be in that moment. Right. Um, so one was that. The other one is, uh, you talked about multiple diseases. Most people, well, not everybody, most people have something else going on. Right. So it's not only... is the big word. Exactly. Yeah. So medication interaction, drug interactions, huge deal. So mm-hmm. how do you... Uh, how do you know that the drugs are actually appropriate? And just because they worked a month before, it doesn't mean it's going to work six months down the road. And the over-the-counters are super important because a lot of people are taking 
Benadryl to help them to sleep like they did when they were 30. But when you're 90, that actually impairs cognition and makes you fall. And and a lot of times people don't mention to their doctors the things that they're doing at home because they don't think about it because it's just something they've always done. Yeah. So there's this uh, company I love talking talking about. It's Semra MTM, Jamie O'Neill. So her, she's an ex-pharmacist. She goes in and looks at the drugs Mm -hmm. and finds ways to reduce drug costs. You know, Mm -hmm. that's a way to cut down on on, uh, money. We talked about money which being such such an important thing. And then the the other thing that I think you mentioned a little bit earlier too or alluded to it is we go through loss mm-hmm. even when the person's there we're going through a certain mm-hmm. sense of loss that person's going through a certain sense of loss we're going through different emotions anger losing control right? exactly mm-hmm. desperation um, I mean there's so many different, so many yeah. different mm-hmm. emotions that come up so talking with a counselor Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a, f- a psychiatrist because I don't want to be drugged. You know? Right, right, right. Sure, I could be, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's really about um, finding something to talk to somebody from the outside who's mm-hmm. going to listen to me objectively, mm-hmm. giving me a space to share rather than telling me what to do in my life. Right. I'm tired right. of people telling me. I'm sure nobody <laughs> wants to hear that, right? Exactly. So when you tell a 75 year old how they should lead their lives, it's like. Wow, really? Is that how you would want to be treated? Yeah. Right. So a key thing for family members to understand is how do you treat that individual as a 75-year-old who's gone through 75 years of, of With dignity ritual. and respect. Exactly. It's all about and that. And maybe what that person wants to do at 75 is do nothing but just sit on, the, on his chair. Yeah. <laughs> just for one day. Yeah. It's like, just, you know what? Just have a day. Yeah, <laughs> right? Or a TV day. I mean, we right. vegetate and we right. just watch, you know. Binge, binge Netflix or exactly. whatever. Yeah. So creating resources around you and finding ways to, to support that individual and the family, you know. Well, I definitely appreciate the conversation about dementia care, but I'd love to have a little bit of a conversation about your company, Always Best Care. Uh, talk about who you are, what you do, and how folks can access it. Yeah, thank, thanks for letting me share that. Actually, the name of the company is Kalyani Senior Services. That's my grandmom's name. Oh, okay. And we do business as Always Best Care. It's a franchise system all over the country, a uh, bunch of offices. But our office focuses on and specializes in caring for people with dementia. Uh, doesn't mean we know everything. We actually means we don't know enough mm-hmm. because we're always learning and uh, we're also training our caregivers to do what we had just talked about does it mean we get it no it's really hard every day is different you mm-hmm. know, even with our caregivers the professionals right they are supposed to know it all no they don't mm-hmm. I mean training them you talked about a very important topic just or briefly mentioned about it is uh, a shortage of caregivers mm-hmm. right and so how do we attract the right people to do this job, not just anybody. So that's what Elvis Best Care is all about. It's about finding solutions. Each solution is different and unique. And just because you have it today doesn't mean it's going to work tomorrow. And then a collaborative atmosphere. So we work with a lot of hospice patients. And uh, we do a lot of uh, work with people who are in home health. So letting, you know, just using some terminology, just throwing it out there just mm-hmm. because people love to hear terminologies. Um, so how do, we, how do we work with them collaboratively so that we can provide the best care for the person who needs it? It's a tall task, and uh, I'm glad that you're up for it. Sanjay Das, he's the president of Always Best Care. Uh, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you if they're interested in finding more information? The best way is to use our website. It's uh, www.abc, always best care, hyphen or dash, neraleigh.com. So abc hyphen neraleigh.com. Excellent. That's a great way for folks to get a hold of you. abc dash neraleigh.com. 
Com. Sanjay Das, thank you so much for coming in. We also want to thank Heather McLaughlin for spending some time with us as well this evening. On behalf of Nicole Cleggett, I am Jason Kong, thanking you for listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. Have a wonderful night. You've been listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. For more information, log on transitionslifecare.org.